0: Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? I'm back again, as promised, for our seventh episode of the Player Chatter Podcast. I hope everyone's had a great week. There's been some pretty exciting games happening this week. I believe Game 5s and 6s were played. Um, I believe there was a Game 7. Maybe that was last week. I'm tripping, or maybe that was last round, and my memory is just confused. But without further ado, today we're going to be talking about The Miami Heat, as they just finished off the New York Knicks and their potential matchups for the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, The way I see it, Philly has the potential to win that game, to win the games. That's what it is. Philly has the potential to win Game 7 today, but if they don't pull it together, then Boston is going to sneak up on them, just like they did last game. Um, Boston was playing some pretty good defense, but their offense wasn't flowing the way they probably would have liked it. So we'll see what happens tonight with that. But first, congrats to the Miami Heat for making it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know all my South Florida fans are feeling great right now, me included, being one of them. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see Miami back up there, especially after being the eighth seed, having to struggle through the play-in and whatnot. But uh, some, some of the takeaways I got from that game is Miami is great in clutch situations. People have probably figured that out by now. Not just Jimmy, but them as a team. Miami is just clutch in situations. They're clutch when they're in 4 and 3 situations. Um, when they're started, when Jimmy's being double-teamed, they still play well. They're not uncomfortable. They're not unsettled um, like the Knicks were when it was reciprocated, which is pretty fire if you ask me, like, I don't know, man, I think Miami can go all the way um either way the either way it goes, whether they face the sixers with, with uh slightly you know injured and beat or they face uh discombobulated to a you know to a sword for the celtics if they face them, I think either way we could pull it out if you know being in a seven game series. Now, of course, another good thing to notice about Miami is that they've been keeping up this high-intensity basketball without the help of Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo, both of them being hurt on Oladipo out for the season. Harrell possibly making a return, granted that the Heat are able to make it to the finals, make it past the ECF. And uh, as far as the Knicks game goes, I want to give the major props to holding Brunson. It seems like if the Knicks didn't have Jalen Brunson, they didn't have an offense. Whatever the Knicks threw at them at Miami, they were able to throw back twice as hard. You know, and they they really earned that series. It was it was pretty head uh, head to head, toe to toe. The three-point shooting on both sides was horrendous. Both teams shooting 35 and below for the entirety of the series. So again, props to the Heat for making the most out of it. Props to them for making the most out of their free throw attempts as well. And for being able to not stop Jalen Brunson, but to contain him to a to a fault, I guess. Not, he was able to go off on his own, but to get the rest of his teammates involved, it was kind of... Hard for him towards the end. He had to make a lot of split second decisions that turned out in Miami's favor, especially in Game Six. Throughout the entirety of the series, it was it was pretty. Man, I, honestly, it was pretty nerve wracking. I didn't watch all of them, but for the ones I did, I believe I watched the games one, two, and definitely the sixth one. Um, some of five, and maybe four. Actually, I guess I, I pretty much watched the entire series. Uh, I take that back. <laughs> But heading into the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami has the time to rest. They got four days off. Thank goodness, coming out of that last series, I'm um, going into the, this series with the Knicks. I believe they were a little more fatigued, um, and then beat up, and then Jimmy went down. I think it was Game Four. Of that Milwaukee series, so that was that was kind of stressful and again nerve wracking. But I I just hope they can do what they can do to keep up this level of play. Other than that, it comes down to, again, Boston and the Philly series. And I kind of want to touch up on Boston more than I want to do Philly because I didn't take too many notes on Philadelphia. I kind of just assumed that they were just going to win game six at home. Since they did it, I guess, you know, like I said, my, my vote's on the Celtics right now. And here's what I got for them. Um, first I want to start with their bread and butter, Jason Tatum. Um is he the superstar of that team? Yes. Again, they have Jalen Brown. It's, it's a one A, one B thing they kind of flip back and forth. But now I'm I'm gonna focus in on Tatum because he's the one that's getting talked about more. Um, outside of, you know, what happens in the off season, you know whether they get rid of Tatum, they get rid of Brown or keep them together. I vote to get to keep them together. I'm saying that now, I'm gonna state that now. Keep them together, yo. No need to split them up. At least not this year. The outcome of this year just does not need to be a factor in what happens in the Boston's off season moves. But anyways I saw something about and this was on Twitter by the way. I don't remember who who tweeted it or who said it. But I saw something about Tatum not having Killer Instinct. I think they compared him to that of Andrew Wiggins rather than MJ and Kobe. Before anything else, we got to stop these these damn MJ-Kobe comparisons when it comes to Killer Instinct. Those weren't the only players in history to have a Killer Instinct. The Mamba mentality thing is it's like a nickname. For killer instinct and everyone wants to have it. Everyone wants to be like Kobe. Everyone wants to be like Mike. Yeah, but they had high work ethic, but they they weren't the only ones to ever have it. If that make sense? So just because Tatum starts his shooting off bad, like he did in this game six, I, I believe he started one for 12 in the first two quarters, one for 13 maybe. But... When it comes to quote-unquote killer instinct, I mean, he hit four threes in the fourth that ultimately got them that win. He has the team effort. The rest of the team picked up his slack in the first three quarters, you know, not including, you know, Tatum's rebound and assist numbers. But come on now. He had 16 in the fourth. We're going to call that... We're going to act like that's not killer instinct. Are we really going to sit here and say that Tatum is not a dog? But we can get to that. I want to actually hear you guys' opinions on that. Uh, Please hit me up on Twitter about that, or I'll I'll tweet out some stuff. Or we can come back to it on another podcast, you know, following Game 7, whether they win or lose, we can talk about whether Tatum is one of those, whether he's one of the best players in the league, or one of the best players in the world, as he claimed. Following that game six in his interview, but uh, when it came to to game six, both teams allowed big runs in that first quarter. Um, Boston started off hot as a team from the three. Um, I I believe they dominated the pace, their extra pass, that 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 driving kick, proficiency that they have is really working for them. Philly really had a tough time guarding it, and I feel like Boston was beating themselves, for that first half. First and second quarter, they had the shots. Like I said, the extra paths working for them. They had the looks. They had the space. They just couldn't hit. They were legitimately getting saved by their defensive defensive play. Um. So yeah, uh, Marcus Smart played really well. He definitely covered the the offensive. Um, Side of things as JB and Tatum were looking too well. Like I said, Tatum was doing little things outside of scoring. But they were looking well heading into that second half. And if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I I didn't get to watch much of the third. I kind of tuned back in during the fourth quarter. That's when I got to see those like three to four clutch threes from him in the final three minutes. So I don't really have too much of an analysis going here, but I just want to wrap that part up by saying, Philly, man, come on, bro. You guys were at home. You guys were at home court and you didn't pull through. Like, what kind of crap is that? I get it. It doesn't happen that way all the time. Not every team can win every night, but sheesh they had that game in the bag. They were up four with, like, four minutes left. And then, all of a sudden, they're leaving Tatum open. Bang, bang, bang. And not reciprocating anything. I don't know. They just lost their grip at the last second. And it kind of sucks to see. It was hard to hear in the background with the announcers yelling. But, jeez, man. Like, I personally want Philly to come out of this series, simply because I am going to be very irritated if I have to go on Twitter, or I have to go on Instagram, or even if I have to talk to someone out here, in the, you know, outside, and I have to hear, oh, and the, uh Joel Embiid with his fake MVP, because he couldn't make it out of the second round again, like, shut up, bro, I, I literally just want Embiid to go to the ecf just so they can stop just so in a casual's mind they can give him his flowers which they still won't because he's the mvp so if he doesn't win the ring or doesn't go to the finals they're still gonna ridicule him damned if you do damned if you don't but oh Lee, man can you guys please just <laughs> just come through once not, not not for me but for your fans and for for the for the sake of your image come come through like honestly, all they have to do is repeat their Game Five performance. Not saying that Embiid. I'm not saying that Embiid needs to drop forty. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that James Harden needs to drop forty. I'm not saying that he needs to get twenty and twelve. I'm not saying that he, that Tobias needs to drop thirty. I'm not saying Tyrese needs to drop thirty. They need to be sound. They need to at least have slightly above average game or the average game for that tobias cannot go into the game seven with just two points i'm sorry but pj tucker cannot be outplaying you in that sense like he's probably been the most consistent player i've seen in this series for philly and i'm not throwing him under the bus like i'm not giving a knock to pj tucker as a player he's a great player but he's not out there to put points up on the board in the way that he has been. He's been hitting his threes. But come on, Tobias. If you were a 20-point per game score in LA when you were on the Clippers, surely you can at least get Philly 13, 14 to put up. Like right, Come on, man. Between you, Harden, Maxi, and Embiid, you guys got to get something together. You guys got to get something going. But whatever it is that's happening right now or whatever happened in game six, I don't know. But I do know that it's not acceptable. That's the, that's the part I can't get past like even if you guys do magically win this game seven today. You are not finna go up against Miami pulling that same that same bowl. We I say we because I'm not gonna lie, I'm slowly becoming a Heat fan. We're gonna put that to the side. We are gonna run your pockets. You're not finna pull it to Miami playing like that. I know you guys shoot a lot of free throws. I know you guys are great, um, when it comes to you know sound and tight defense. You guys force a few turnovers, but if you're not capitalizing and you're breaking, GG Joe, you might as well pack it up right now. It's just really, <laughs> even even more so when even if you beat Miami at that point, you gonna go to the finals doing that? Nah, man, you guys might as well just start packing your travel bags, for real. But of course, this could all be falling on deaf ears considering that Boston pulls through tonight and Tatum backs up his claim of being one of the best in the world. He defends his case of not having that killer instinct. He he might just, you know, go off tonight. He might have taken it personal. We'll see. Um, me personally, I have no quarrels with the way Tatum plays. Yeah, it's a playoff game. Stakes are high. Actually, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna backtrack. There. I'm gonna restart there. Stakes are high. It's a second round game, facing elimination. You would expect a superstar to drop 40, 50 points, have some spectacular night. But what fans fail to fail to realize is that in the real world, not everything goes as planned. Plan A. Hardly ever happens at all. Plan B hardly happens at all. It's usually the plan C, D, E, F's, and beyond that come into fruition. Yeah, players have done it, but just because they have doesn't mean it's natural. I, like I'm trying to say, like it shouldn't be expected. Like we have to be able, as fans, we have to be able to differentiate our expectations from reality. So in this example, we are expecting Tatum and Brown to drop 30 plus a piece to defend, you know, their elimination. Real life will tell you that their shots are probably not gonna fall. Um, Like I said, it's a playoff game. The, the intensity is, is raised. The defense on them particularly is intensified. It's multiplied. These schemes are made or tailored just for them. This is a a series of seven. It's not like Philly is playing Boston and then they're playing Atlanta and then they're playing the Warriors or then they're playing Charlotte right out there. Like they don't have to keep switching it up there. After every game, they go home and they practice to come back and play this team again. So let's not act like Kadem doesn't have a lot of attention on him. Of course, they're targeting him to make sure that he's in a shooting slump. With that being said, though, he has still been producing for them. I believe he had like was it was it four boards or five assists or five boards or four assists at the end of that first quarter. After shooting like oh for six or something like that, like yeah, a, a regular person would be like, "Oh, he's shooting zero for six. He's he's um." He's bumming it up right now. He's, he's not being clutch. He's choking. Like, no, bro, he's not choking. If he was 0 for 6 and didn't have those points, rebounds, steals, blocks, etc., then yeah, you could say the man choked. But in the same case of a player like Russell Westbrook, Russ can shoot 4 for 17 and still give you 10 boys and 10 assists. So can he really say he had a bad game? No, he had a bad shooting night, but he didn't have a bad game killer instinct isn't just scoring and the youth are being heavily failed on that. Uh, I really need to get some people in here so I can I can discuss that that's probably one of the biggest topics I can bring to you guys is how tarnished the game of basketball is for the, the upcoming youth um but that's neither here nor there uh, I just don't know, man. I just don't think it's fair to make a claim about a player like that based on this series or based off of this uh, postseason alone. Like, do people forget that he was just in the finals last year leading the team, like leading the charge? Is it, are people's memories that fragile now? Like, what, what's up with this recency bias crap that has everybody following like, social trends. I, I, just, I just don't get it. Um, But to wrap it up today, take what you want from this about the Celtics and Sixers in Game 7. That's about to come on in a couple hours. Win or lose or draw, you know, it's a to have fun. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, Miami's going to be either of these teams, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I said that. You guys can hold me to that. I'll put money on that one right there. Miami is going to be either of these teams. Miami's going back to the finals. To the finals. Stop playing. But as, as, as I close out here, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, I actually have a task for you guys, for those who are listening right now. I just want you to take a moment of silence for the poor Warrior fans who got smacked last night. Yeah, yeah, we like that. Warriors are done, the finished, finito. Yeah, but Lakers got them up out, out of there in Game Six last night. Had an amazing, amazing performance from a few players: LeBron, AD, um, D'Lo, even Shooter, who got ejected early into the game, was clamping up really good. Um, it sucks to have been the Warriors with their, you know, who struggle, struggled on offense. There's been a lot of talks about um, reimagining their core. There's been some reassurance from, you know, their offices saying that their core is, is not ready to, you know, disband. They still have some good time left. Um, their problem with the aging isn't as big as people make it out the scene. I believe that um, people have been speculating Clay saying that he's washed and he just hasn't been good after the injuries and stuff well i mean shoot like like i was just saying with tatum like people just have bad games they have bad stretches it happens when you have injuries things like that happen um yeah i really i really can't express that enough how how circumstances play into things endurance is a part of the playoffs you have to first make it eighty two games just to make it to the playoffs, and then you have to win games after that. Like endurance is a part of the of the challenge. Um, consistency, pressure—it's just a lot of things that weigh on these players that we do and don't know. Um, it's a lot of back and forth. We can we can talk about that all day. Like we can try to give excuses for some and passes for others, but at the end of the day, if if a player had a bad game, they had a bad game. There's no need to go and call them out their name. There's no reason to go call somebody out their name or call them trash or wash because they lost. I'm pretty sure Clay still had a good year. And I know his whole thing about throwing up the four fingers for the four rings, but he's right. The man has four rings. You can call him wash this year, but what about last year when they won? Okay. What about the other three rings they won? You can sit there and try to count them out because they had KD. It's not his fault that KD joined the team. He's just a beneficiary of it, and mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, go ahead and give them a moment of silence when you when you get a chance. Uh, whether whether you're at work right now, and, or you're just you know chilling, and eating, playing the game, or, or watching the game, even just you know, please. Put everything on pause. I'm just, I'm just playing. You don't have to put everything on pause. But, you know, grieve for them a little bit. Because I feel Warriors fans. They're, I know they're hurting right now. I know there's a lot of Warriors fans in bed with their head under their pillow. And, you know, crying about LeBron. <laughs> um, I will be back soon. I don't know exactly what we'll talk about next. We might have a guess. But we'll see. Until then, this has been great. I am your host, Jordan. This is the Player Chatter Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this seventh episode. Peace.